There are two doors. The door to your right leads to the source to the and the salvation of Zion. The door to your left leads back to the Matrix, to her, and to the end of your species. As you adequately put, the problem is choice. But we already know what you're going to do, don't we? Already I can see the chain reaction, the chemical precursors that signal the onset of emotions designed specifically to overwhelm logic and reason. An emotion that is already blinding you from the simple and obvious truth. She is going to die, and it is not a hate watch. Hello! Welcome to this emergency episode of Not a Hate Watch. I'm Alice. I am misinformation. I broke the glass. I pulled the lever. Here we are. I watched this afternoon both The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix yes. Revolutions. Yes. I'm a changed person. There is okay. there is yeah, now right. there is Missy before seeing these matrix yes. films and now there's missy after yes. seeing these matrix films they were yes delightful but also just yes really thematically hit on so much stuff that i just think about uh-huh. and that isn't surprising necessarily because cloud atlas we've talked about this is one of my favorite films and so i knew it was in their wheelhouse yeah. to hit those themes but my god this movie just oh I'm just overwhelmed by how much I really enjoyed it. And especially going from where I just thought it was going to be two, you know, fine conclusions. You know, everyone has talked about how the sequels aren't as good as the first film. Fuck them. Fuck that. These sequels (laughs) are so much better than the first film. These two movies... (sighs) I, okay, and this is just my opinion. I think these two movies yeah, yeah. are transcendent. I think you can't have them without the first one. Like, obviously, the things that the first sure, one yeah. did are so important to it. But in terms of my preference and my taste, even down to things like the soundtrack and the Uh-oh. choices within it, like, this film was firing on all cylinders for me. I Before I get on my Missy Logs, we got to do what we do. You saw these before. We've talked about it. You love them. So let's get your reaction to when you first saw one or both of these films. I'm taking both of them as a piece because obviously they're, it's really just part one and part two of the same story. It's, 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 it continues right right after we go. Yes. So what I'll say is I saw the second one in theaters and I didn't love it at the time. Like the set, the action set pieces, the, the, the highway sequence are all very, very, we're all very good, but I think I I fell into the camp that was disappointed by it, having fallen in love with the first movie. And then I didn't even see Matrix Resurrections in the theaters. I got the DVD from Netflix like two or three years after it came out. And I I kind of remember being like, eh, it's kind of underwhelming, whatever. And then um, in 2021, right right before... um, Right before Matrix Resurrections came out, I rewatched all three in a row, and I like I definitely think of the three, I think two is probably my favorite. Um, I didn't. There were parts of three that that really didn't work for me, but I loved the 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 Neo store part of the story. Um, and the and yeah, um, it I like I, like. You know, I, I think we both listened to Blank Check. We've both heard the arguments in favor of the se- the sequels. I definitely, I definitely came around. I definitely was. I think watching them in order, like without, like, like if you watch the first one and then you wait three years to watch the second one, it's you're you're not gonna you're not gonna see the big picture. And when I think it, when you watch them back to back, you see the thread that gets set up in the Matrix that gets that gets challenged and and conventions are challenged in Reloaded, and then it comes to its conclusion in 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 um or no in Returns and Reloaded and I forget what the third one's called Revolutions Revolutions of course yes so yeah and, and then in Revolutions it, like that story comes to its natural conclusion um yeah so I I. Love these movies. I'm I'm so excited you were into it. I think because like if you remember when we talked about the Matrix, you your your take was I'm glad I watched it. It was better. I I thought I knew all the parts, but there was some stuff. But you know, it was just good. It was just a good movie. And I, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- I remember you even saying, Missy, I don't think you're gonna like 
the second and third films. And we even stipulated I was very worried, like, yeah. Yeah, we, we even stipulated, like, just get through the first one. You're like, get through the first sequel, well, and we'll see how that goes. And that's what I intended to do today. I had some extra yeah. time on my hands. I didn't let Alice know. This is not our scheduled thing. This yes. is an emergency. This is outside of time and space. In terms of when this has been released, we're recording this the day the Matrix, Matrix episode went out. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm thinking fresh about The Matrix. I edit these, so I listen to the episode yeah. back. And it's like, do you know what I should do before I forget? I should watch one of the next ones and just get that beat yes. moving. And I thought, we'll yes. have it down the road. No, 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 no. That to be continued came at the end yeah. of the, the first film. And I'm like, no, I'm immediately watching the second one. I'm not waiting around. Yes. I'm, I, can't, I can't let this linger or sit. I need this conclusion to happen. I, yes. I agree. I like the second film probably more than the third because the third does have that very long set where it's the battle at the end, which is very cool. Very good yeah. visuals and very interesting mm-hmm. in that regard. But, you know, it is the traditional third act where everything has to go really, really big. Um, and I appreciated the parts more where it was, say, like Neo and Trinity there together. Mm-hmm. I sent Alice the emergency text to pull the lever I'm going to use, I would love to say that, but yeah. when Trinity died and I cried, yes. uh-huh. I wasn't ready for how much I loved their love. And yes. the fact that that is what was separating the machines from yes. humans and that irrational programming sort of anomaly, I believe is what they kept yes. referring it to as an anomaly. Um, right. Yes. It really was interesting, even just getting down to the facts that are machines and humans so different because they're both programmed and now we mm-hmm. rely on them, but they rely on us. I love that theme. Yes. I love the theme of being, you know, it's from the first film as well, but just being in your body and what you do there and your presence there and how you can also mm-hmm. have a world in your mind and that is different and your skills that are there are like there are two different things that disconnect is something mm-hmm. I relate to the the hope springs eternal you know the fact that it, it I'm not one for predestination I think it's a little mama but yes. in this I'm all sure. for it like in this I was yeah. all about the fact that Neo was the one and mm-hmm. that it was going to require love and that he scooped a bullet out of her heart to save uh-huh. her you know it, yes. it really was uh, it was just it was visually fantastic um the score oh my god mm-hmm. the score it yeah. was the perfect blend of old hollywood mm-hmm. and like new i don't know if this is 100% true but i felt like the 2000s um, synth music was used much more heavily when they're inside the Matrix itself. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. cinematic score, the more traditional score, was yes. done a lot more in Zion, especially the choral mm-hmm. parts, but there. But when yeah. they blended together, it was like... I had like moments where the, the the hairs on the back of my head just were standing up because it was just mm-hmm. perfect, perfect symmetry between the music and the action. Oh, God, the car chase scene in yes uh reloaded, reloaded. is yes f- fucking insane i had heard yes. about this one but my right. god I, it, it was beautifully choreographed and uh-huh. the use of cg blended really well for what he needed to but so much of it was practical yeah. and you could tell it was practical and yes. real people doing they, stunts they built a 2.5 mile long highway in alameda to film that scene of course they, they did. built a fucking highway <laughs> I was gonna say, I think I, I think people were a lot of the pre-movie hype was about the Burly Brawl, which is like the Neo versus like Fifty Smiths that happens, and I think that is some of the CG that has aged the poorest, unfortunately. Like I think, I think where is in the Matrix, they were working very subtly with a lot of practical effects, and and what they were what they were doing worked and and you couldn't see the seams. Whereas I really think Burly Brawl is the is the one scene that I think. And, and probably some of the stuff in Revolutions, just like the CG just stops working or, or maybe they're being too ambitious with it. But highway sequence, absolutely, 100 percent, just just like action movie classic. Yeah. And I was going to say I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't want to be not you know picky about mm-hmm. it because I really appreciate it. Of course, the, the CGI in that moment, the Smith moment was funny because I did notice it and it did look a little plasticky. 
Mm-hmm. But I also really appreciated it because it mm. it blended its CGI with its use of background much more yeah. cleaner than even some Marvel films we have today where the background yes. is all just like space and gobbledygook and it looks worse than what I saw in there. Like the animation right. is better, but the blending yeah. of the two looks terrible. Yes. Like they did we a just, really We just good watched job The Hobbit. Yeah. They, they, also they, with Hugo Weaving. Terrible CGI, terrible. Like this was yeah. better than that. And, and you know, mm-hmm. yes, it. You could tell overall the models were slightly dated, but also they're doing like slow mo shots. Things are twisting and turning. Mm-hmm. I almost appreciated the near like rubber man effect they had because to me, I'm like, yeah, they're just so much in the Matrix. They can turn their bodies into plasticine to like move in weird ways that are mm-hmm. somewhat unhuman but still human. Yeah, I just I dug it all of it, and that's, uh, that's, I'm so happy. I was so fascinated by Agent Smith's drive and yes. his pursuit and his madness that drew from him existing and him having a taste for what passion is and for what could be love in the sense of feeling so intense about something. But because mm-hmm. he was so absent of love, that feeling drove him insane and it drove him to the madness of chaos and mm-hmm. destruction because he he knew he could never have the thing that humans have in there. And it was fascinating for him mm-hmm. to try and his way of doing it was to homogenize everything and to turn yeah. everyone into him. You know, other people are too much to deal with. And so the easiest way is simply everyone to be him. And for control, you know, even to the fact that he thought hunting down the Oracle was going to be the answer and that once he flipped yeah. her, then, you know, that would get all there. Mm-hmm. But even that didn't work. Yeah, it just was it, it, that fascination with Neo and how it was, it, so much of it was about Neo and Trinity being together that the third part of this triangle was mm-hmm. Agent Smith and yes. his representation of like mm-hmm. the best that programming has to offer. Because he's a program that doesn't need its mainframe anymore. It doesn't need the Mm -hmm. machines to program them. Like when he turned, he escaped into the real world. That uh, uh, my synapses were fried, much like the characters. Yeah, that was so cool. And the guy's performance when he did the voice and it was clear. I don't know if they overdubbed him. I think it was that actor. I don't. I don't think they overdubbed him. I think he was doing it. He did it so well. It was scary. And I I also was like, they were too, they took way too long for Neo and Trinity to catch up and figure out what was happening. It was like, what do you mean? What's going on? I don't understand. Uh, He's told you like five different ways that you should know. He's still Keanu Reeves. He's still Keanu Reeves. That's true. Um, um, I, I, something you said in there was so interesting, which is that Smith was doing this out of a desire for love. But we do learn that programs can have love. You get, you get the, you get the, uh, you get Sati and the and and the two programs that are her parents. It's like the program has made a baby. Programs don't make babies. This is that was, the program has no reason to exist. Again, so wild that part to me when I realized the programs yeah. are making their own programs and they're combining uh-huh. their code, much like humans do with their DNA. Yeah. I was like, what world does this exist in? And I yeah. loved her being there at the end because the mm-hmm. the programs knew that it was their time to move on. But so yeah. much of what we try and do as humans is impart our information and our data onto those that are younger than us, like living hard drives. And the collective memory of what we have is just that information being passed on over and over and over, being duplicated, mm-hmm. replicated, imitated. Yep. In the same learning, because computers are just a reflection of us. They have the logic yes. that we have. We are the ones mm-hmm. that they they are made in our image, but we are also yes. making them so they can make things in our image that are from their image. It's a weird mm-hmm. relationship we have with AI, especially now at the advent of so much AI learning technology that is being talked about mm-hmm. in terms of artists, in terms of writing, in terms of can an AI be creative? Can an AI have that thing that drives art, that drives theater, that drives spectacle, which is mm-hmm. a need for something more, like a need to cure that boredom or that irrational love where you're like, I don't know why I like this thing as much as I do, but mm-hmm. all I know is is that I need this as much as possible. It was fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. 
Okay. I want to go through. I want to talk about both movies um, on their own. And so let's talk. Let's start with. Let's start with. Um, let's start with Reloaded. We got to talk about the Merv. We got to talk about the Merv. What did you think of the Merv? He the French. That's the Frenchman, correct? Yes, the the Merovingian. Yes. Oh the Merv. my God, I loved <laughs> him. That well, it was funny because was he a human or a program? I was not. He was a program. He was. So that was yes. an interesting part. At a certain point, I realized mm-hmm. I was no longer looking at at any point a human was on screen in the Matrix. I did not think of them as a human. I thought of them as a program. At a certain yes. point, I realized I was expecting everyone to be a program, whether they were or mm-hmm. they weren't. And I don't know yes. if that's commentary on human nature as well, but I li- I just mm-hmm. liked that. Um, yeah. So he was fascinating because he sort of drives one of the, the, the topics that I think is layered in this is interesting, which is... Giving, he a, was a, giving a cake that gives an orgasm to Monica Bellucci. Well, yes. Oh, my God. Um, yep, I wrote, did that cake make her come? Was that cum cake? Yes. Chocolate cake. Yes, it, it, um, it is, is very much a cum cake. I, it, it was the fact that a program, which is just, again, information, it is just a series uh-huh. of yes and no's that are just narrowed down as much as mm-hmm. possible to have a specific function. The fact that it was a collector of things that were aesthetically pleasing for humans Mm-hmm. But he's a program. So yep. he had learned about humans' desires for things that are beyond the bland, beyond mm-hmm. the homogenous part. And that was my first cluing in to where we might be going with these themes. Because mm-hmm. I thought to myself, if a program can collect and love things that are distinct from other things in the sense of it's not just collecting all the things once. It has preference. It has mm-hmm. it's making choices. Yes. It, it, whether it doesn't matter what the choice is, it wants the illusion of choice and it wants to have these things so other people don't have them. Yep. It was a fascinating just in that scene and that man alone, how much is packed within the script that we learned later from the Oracle and all these and the mm-hmm. and the architect and stuff, which is just yeah choices and possession Mm -hmm. and control and how much of our programming will or won't let us do that how much of Mm -hmm. the society we've built will or won't let us do that yeah you know yes i and i thought charismatic as hell i really enjoyed when he came Uh, back i'm sure i I kind of thought you were gonna love that guy um okay because because the other thing that i think is really interesting is that Merovingian, and this is this is something I learned from from David Sims, and I apologize, David Sims, if in the unlikely event you're listening to this, then I get it wrong. Um, the Merovingian is from is 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 theorized to be from the second Matrix. The one that we see is the third Matrix. The first one was a was was a paradise, and it was a failure. The second one was full of um, scary things for to keep the humans in line, and was a failure. And and the theory is in that Matrix, all of our like legends about like mummy. And, va- and vampires and, and oh, Bigfoot God, and, Dr- and Dracula that uh, all come from the like those come from the residual memory of the second matrix and so Merovingian was a program in the second matrix I've seen some people say that he was the architect of the second matrix I don't think that's true but so much of what he does is also about survival and and like like keeping people out and keeping things into for himself and making it a safe space, like, and that's because he is an outdated program. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't supposed to be in in the third matrix. Well, and that would make sense why he's the smuggler in between because he understands yeah. why programs don't want to be deleted mm-hmm. and why they want yes. to exist. Like, we, this movie had existential, yeah, megabytes. Like, it had yes. information that yes. was so worried about their own existence and some that that also understood their cycle in life, that it is yes. part of life for it to be a program for a while that has a function, but soon other programs will come that will supplant us, or we can go yeah. and be reprogrammed and become part of the system again, while others are so afraid of being reprogrammed that they will do yes. whatever it takes and take whatever resources are necessary to stay there. Um yeah, I, 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 gosh, I just ugh. ask me another question. I can't think. I, I'm my, all right. my brain just keeps all it keeps thinking is, oh my god, that was good. Oh my god, that was good. Yes, and I, yes. Ask me more. Ask me more. 
Okay, yeah. What did you think about Seraph? Oh, Seraph was so fucking cool. I yeah. I know the whole meme. Seraph is a log uh, login screen. I believe that also comes from Blank Check. Um, yeah, that's a, that was also a David Sims joint. And uh, and I haven't listened to actually any of those episodes yet, so it'll be very you, interesting. You, you to absolutely go. need to. You yes. absolutely need to. I will. I I think I listened to the one on the fourth film, but oh didn't no, we <laughs> listened to. It's been a while since I've okay. listened to it, so I, I yeah yeah. I just remember. Spo- spoiler, you are going to watch the fourth movie. Oh, no, you are going to watch the fourth movie, and you are, we are going to do another one of these emergency podcasts after you do. Alice, this episode, or that choice was decided a long time ago. We're simply yes. waiting for it to occur. Um, I... I could... I... I I'll, I'll tell. I I really want to say something, but it's 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 something that happens in the fourth movie, and so I'll tell you when we when, after you see it. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah. No, I really enjoyed Sheriff. <laughs> I thought again, he was just a cool motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, really yeah. enjoyed his addition. Oh, I thought the Keymaster was baller. I really oh, yeah. loved the Keymaster. Keymaster fucking arc. rules. Oh man, just yeah. knowing his purpose again, knowing his purpose, and knowing that I am here uh-huh. to exist to get this key to this spot in this situation. Yes. I think the whole run from when they had to blow up the power station to mm-hmm. getting it in and shutting off the emergency stuff was great. To the fact that Trinity had to log in, which is what Neo was worrying the whole time. Yes, which again was sort of the theme of you can you know you can you can't stave off f- what people call fate. But it's really people's natures and what they're just going to do mm-hmm. despite you trying to intervene. And yes. that that was why he knew Trinity would go in there and do that because she was mm-hmm. always going to go do that. Like, yeah. it's part – they kind of call about it – It's her dream, but, right? But the Oracle yeah. even says that, mm-hmm. you know, it was a lie. Like, it just it, – it's, it's a possibility. But it put it within yourself to go and do what was always capable inside of you. You simply just mm-hmm. couldn't make a decision until I came and told you it. But, yeah. you know, I'm only telling you what you already told yourself, which I found right. super fascinating because so much about therapy and about digging into mm-hmm. your life and help breaking down is yes. trying to find out information you already know that comes from your past, whether it is mm-hmm. positive or negative, and now yes. applying that on there. It's using that old programming mm-hmm. to pull it back and know, okay, you aren't wired the same way you are now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I found that when – I don't remember what film this was in, so if this was in the – uh, revolutions i apologize but when neo came out with powers where he was able to affect things in the real world i was like well mm-hmm. now we're on a next fucking level because i don't know what this film is going to do yes. now if we're That's... at the point where neo has real world powers much of the way yes. that agent smith was getting his real world powers. yes yes i believe that's at the end of the i believe that's at the end of reloaded um Going back to Seraph and, and the Keymaster and, and, and the Oracle, um, one of the things I really like about the second movie and the world that they establish is in the first movie, the programs you see are like the, the nebulous machines who are bad and Agent Smith and, yes. and the Oracle. And they don't really explain – they don't really talk about the Oracle too much, but they do talk about – they do, do talk about the agents. But this idea that there, like, there are lots of programs inside the Matrix that are representations and they all – and like Seraph – has a specific function. Yes, Seraph is a login screen. Seraph, Seraph is more like, in my mind, Seraph is a firewall or a or a security or like an encryption layer. Yeah. And, um. And to see that manifest as how is is what does he do? He goes beats up people trying to get to the fucking oracle. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Like the the key the key master is like a is like um is like a password manager or a key value store. It's and like yeah yes he 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 lives with a bunch of fu- fucking bunch of keys. <laughs> Yeah, that's his purpose. Again, yeah, it, it, and each of them do it so well. Like mm-hmm. they are designed to their purpose, and they are the epitome of what their function yes. should be because mm-hmm. all of their coding has been stripped away to where it is. Yes. And that's why, again, the keymaster says, "This is how I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm always programmed to do this because yep. there's what else am I supposed to do? I am a keymaster. Mm-hmm. There is no other thing for me. Yeah. Um, but you can choose. You what makes you human is the ability for mm-hmm. your choices to matter. Yes. Um, even if you do have programming to help you do mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z thing. You know, even the fact that yes. in the film they're downloading their programming to help them do things better in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um we gotta talk. I gotta ask you, what did you think of the Zion Orgy? I knew about it. I th- okay, can uh, I hope my uh, Okay, I'll just get into it. 
I believe I had once pulled that scene for sure. self-pleasuring purposes when I was younger. Oh my god! So I think hell yeah, I, uh, hell yeah. I think I had a. Um, I think this I had fate. a this weird fate. relationship this is all fate. for this part. So it was just one the of architect the only designed films it. It's in the house that had nudity in it. So it just was sort yeah. of like, oh, well, I heard there's a nude scene. So let's see what happens here. Um, yeah. But so I was. I rewatched it now with different set of eyes. I thought it was yeah. interesting. I, I, uh-huh. it wasn't the highlight of the film for me, though. Well, no, uh, no, no, no. But I, I will say that was one of the things that was very ridiculed after this movie. Yeah, and I, I would say and it happens in the first half hour, so that sets yes. the tone. If you're turned off right. by that, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to get your buy-in back in. I, I did actually yeah. think about that when it passed. Like, oh, okay, uh-huh. this is pretty early on. Just to throw this in here. Yes. But, but again, like think about the fact that this movie came out in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. The the Wachowski the Chowskis were not out. They're putting what is basically like like a sex party or an orgy or it was a, a queer party. Or, yeah. Yes, a queer party in their movie, and society was literally was not ready for it. And and think about how far like ahead of the curve they mm-hmm. are because of that. They absolutely, and I don't know if it was meant to be subliminal in the sense of they weren't ever on the foreground, but there were women on women. There were men on yes. men in those yes. scenes. Like when mm-hmm. they go, I was, I want to go over the, the slow-mo crowd shot. Cause that was the other thing that yeah. blew me away was that they had hundreds of extras just on there. Yes. Just doing yes. one big dance and all uh-huh. of them are thrusting and moving. And when they, have that slow-mo shot no one is not thriving and writhing and it Mm -hmm. is so it is such organized chaos because it's not an intricate choreographed ballet but they are Mm -hmm. all in one accord they're going to make the biggest noise and the biggest just commotion they can yeah and the biggest celebration Mm -hmm. of what being human is and that is getting your body fluids all over each other Mm -hmm. Either in yeah. public or in private, much you know the two in the introverts' dream and the extroverts' dream, both in the same sex scene. It was what a, mm-hmm. what a world. Yeah, um, we're also introduced to new characters. Technically, they came, they were revealed in Enter the Matrix, the the game for PS2 and Xbox. Um, but we we have Niobe. Um, we have we have Ghost. Um, there's a third like, whose name I cannot remember, but Niobe's I think really the key one. There's Link, there's, there's, there's General Link. Roland. Link, yes, Link. That that is the yes, Link. Um, and there's um General Roland as well. Um, mm-hmm. who they have to deal with. Um, what did you think of? Let's let's start with Niobe. What did you think of Niobe? I thought she was really interesting. I sort of didn't care about the. I thought that it was just a little overplayed. The um, that Morpheus and her had been together, and then she was yeah. with the commander. Most because mm-hmm. it ended up not really coming into play much at the end. And this, right. just yeah. in the sense of it did set the relationship mm-hmm. the two had. But there, sure. ne- there was never much drama or tension that I saw mm-hmm. from the fact that they used to be together, except for every once in a while. Right. They would just be awkward with each other, being like, well, yes. here we are together. And But mm-hmm. it does make a nice contrast when Neo and Trinity are so much about love. Sure. That there yes. are people who... We know that falling in love is also the opposite mm-hmm. of that emotion. Like yes. that is still a possibility. Yes. Um, but I think I think there's an aspect of that. Like I definitely agree, and I think that is definitely something that feels a little more tacked on or less useful. But the the, the undercurrent there is that they broke up because Morpheus loved ne- the idea of Neo more than he loved Niobe, and he and he was putting that first. That's and true. Now here's and now here's the fucking one, and people don't know if he's really the one or not. And 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 it is ultimately Niobe's faith in Morpheus that encourages her to give give him give Neo her ship to volunteer for the mission. You know, and like the scene, in, I think it's in. I think it's in. Um, it, it might be in. I don't forget which movie it's I in. I believe it's in the scene where the well, we're, but yeah. Yes, where, where all the pilots are standing in a line and mm-hmm. she's the only one who steps forward is like. Uh, the that second is, one. There's one other person and then she's the okay, one yes. that is the second one. But you're right. Yeah, is, is yes. everyone else is on it. Yeah. I, that that gets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, that gets called back in a way in, 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 in Matrix 4 and I cried. I fucking cried. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I really liked. Her as a character, I thought um, the they, she's given us some good moments of badassery. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's yeah. Uh, I thought that she held her own, and it was nice yes. for her not just to be the object between these two men 
It was no, mm-hmm. she had her own shit, and honestly, the, the yes. fact that she was between these two men is the secondary part, as it should be. Yes, exactly. That is just the, in the, the background. triangle part. Oh, yes, yeah, that is just in the background. Because again, they mm-hmm. they didn't want to make it a the tension wasn't about oh, I will they won't they, and to get you sort mm-hmm. of teared about that. It's like no, it's just like who are these people and how did this affect them? But that was yep. all. I thought the commander was very interesting, especially um, his own battle with. Uh, trusting mm-hmm. uh, Morpheus and all that. Um, the yeah. scene with him and the one elder, the older one, who was always speaking and like, you know, backwards uh, Yoda riddles, which was, I loved him though. I love those conversations. <laughs> when they talked about what is control and all of that. And yeah. just after a scene where we see that they're starting to reprogram the humans and how that, that was a conversation with him and Neo, but I really enjoyed him mentioning that you know, just because they're the elders doesn't mean they have all the questions or all the answers, just like the way that Neo is looking for them. And Mm -hmm. that they can just be there as sort of a cipher, as you will, a philtrum to sort of let those things go through, but that ultimately it was going to be up to people like him. I I did think it was interesting the, like, religious fervor that was surrounded by Oh, yeah, yeah. We have... have we absolutely have to talk about that. Yes. So, so when 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 Neo gets to um, Zion, people are kind of treating him like Jesus. Like, come, 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 help me. Come, come, save my my, my sick child. Well, who's um, literally say a prayer over my person? Yes. He's fighting in this war and say, right. you know, yes. uh, those things. It was, uh-huh. and you know, to the fore. And, 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 and the kid who was obsessed with him. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down overly enthusiastic kid. I loved him. I was so happy that he didn't die and that he played such yep. a a pivotal part in the end. Um, yeah, that kid was great. I thought th- it was really funny because at first he had that casting a little bit of the, oh, geez, oh, golly, Willikers sort of yeah. thing. But he's like, you know, a 20-year-old. But he really grew into it. Uh, and I-, I appreciated where he, I appreciated where they threw it a little bit too heavy to begin with because it did actually yeah. give him a nice journey to go to in the end where I was rooting for yes. him uh, to get in that mech and just to wham, bam, shoot everything on yeah. down. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but the the fact that, you know, Neo is Jesus, that's what I heard in all the evangelical yeah. circles growing up, yeah. and why this yep. film was acceptable for them, because the Christ allegories yeah. and the religious allegories uh-huh. were so heavily leaned into. Yeah. You know, you have a yes. good and a bad, and that uh-huh. is very nicely able to be yeah. defined and have those those Christian things being applied to them. Yeah, and they, they really lean on it very heavily in the third movie, especially. He's getting basically laid on a cross um oh yeah the moment he but, gets but, like vaporized he just they literally shoot the beams out of him in a in a christ pose to you know yeah. and, and linger on it for a second so you remember hey it's jesus yes um always leave always leave room for jesus in your matrix sequel um he, one of the other things that i think was was really confusing to 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 audiences and myself probably at the time was the first movie has such a such a killer ending. Neo's like, fuck you, we're gonna come fuck you up, and he flies into the sky. And then the second movie is him being like, I don't I, I don't want this. I don't know if I want this. Like, what the fuck? And, and 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 I think like him not being the like Marvel superhero Superman that he was being set up for in at the end of the first movie, I think is 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 and I, I don't I, I know this is widely believed to be part of the reason why the sequels were so panned at the time that you thought you were getting a montage of ninety minutes of Neo beating up robots and instead you got a thoughtful discussion around fate and choice and what makes us human and love and a lot about love. Yeah. Someone put some thinking in my goddamn action film, and I don't like it. Yeah. Um. All right. We should talk about the architect. Loved him. Loved that yes. scene. Loved yes. it so much. That was the moment that I think honestly mm-hmm. helped it transcend for me. That yes. entire yes. conversation. I want to rewatch uh-huh. it. But my God, I the the fact that and we alluded to a little bit, but just hearing it from him. And the, or, side note, I need to double check who was casting it, but that actor, oh my yeah. god, perfect casting. The look, but the voice, the cadence, yes, the, the it, it had that howl sounding of like a person narrating with no emotion mm-hmm. and no calculation yes. behind it. I mean, or the yes. calculation behind it is there. I should say the reverse mm-hmm. of it, but it's not for a 
desire of like hiding anything. It is mm-hmm. literally laying everything out just as it is. Yes. Um, and the fact that more or less he is burdened by his own existence because mm-hmm. he is a perfectionist that is required to make something imperfect because yes. if he makes it perfect, it is imperfect. Yes, and it will fail. That was such a it was that recurring uh-huh. logic like circular thing yep. where I loved him talking it out because it yes. would be that part of the program that doesn't get it. Uh-huh. It's like why are humans imperfect but you have created us who are perfect. How did right. you remove your imperfections from us but we can't remove them from you? Yes. It was so I, it it was just like the you know pure cold calculated I can be a logical mm-hmm. person and just almost showing in a way how that is a fundamentally flawed way of approaching mm-hmm. that concept because you aren't a logical person you are yes. emotions mm-hmm. you are chemicals you are fire and everything like that mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I believe actually said and we we talked about it earlier but I don't know if he's lying or we have other information but this was the he said the sixth time yes. that he was yes. doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found that interesting as well, that mm-hmm. it is the talking about machine learning, how mm-hmm. it also was smart enough to know that it needed to improve and that it built within itself the capacity to allow it to tear down what it had created to create something different again and mm-hmm. how most programs are built to execute a function mm-hmm. and how most of the time that function doesn't require it to delete its own data, you know, sure. unless you're telling it to uninstall. Well, and that's the well, weird part. Well, of that actually, that. yeah. So this is that, that that's interesting. You raise that. Cause like, cause okay. Cause I work in, I work in software and mm-hmm. there are failures that happen outside of your control that aren't a result of programming. Like you have network latency all of a sudden, a piece like a a, 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 a link in the network or a router in the network is slow, is slow, is slower than it was because mm-hmm. it got too hot physically and it slowed down and that caused your program to stop working. It caused the data that you expect to be there to not be there. There's only like you can build in a lot of redundancies, but it's really hard to like. It is not possible to write a service or or a piece of software that will run in perpetuity forever on a closed system because if you just run a machine, if you just run a a piece of electrical hardware that long, it will degrade over time. Okay, so I want to go over because the thing about the architect scene, which I fucking love, is it introduces so many concepts so quickly. It is so like dense with information. Again, think about in 2003 as compared to now where we have machine learning, we have AI that's actually a thing and not just a thing in movies that scares us. We have had a lot of movies that have concepts of the same story recurring multiple times. Like I think like the um The Dark Tower is famously one of them, but like I don't even think the I don't think half the Dark Tower books were out at this point when this came out. Um, you didn't have movies like um, Edge of Tomorrow or um, Russian or Doll. Yes, exactly. You did. Th- these are all like revolutionary concepts. I think that it just went over so many people's heads, and like it went over my head to be frank. And like again, I just don't think the world was ready for this movie. And I think that's why, like when 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 we when we watch it now, it really it really. Um, there's so much there. And it's why I was so ready to receive it. Because these are things that, that do sort of permeate our culture now. But this uh-huh. did it in a way where it it still managed to blend it all in a perfect balance. It has that light touch that it needs. Mm-hmm. It knows just how deep to go. And the architect scene, you're yep. right. It's where it dips the furthest. But it because it does it in a way where you're almost mm-hmm. like you've been so overstimulated that now mm-hmm. that you're being so unstimulated, it's just a shot of one guy, his face, yes. it's unmoving. The only thing moving mm-hmm. is his voice. The only sound yes. that is changing yes. is his words. And right. so we're preparing you now to take this information. Yes. We've created the proper yes. setting for this. And yes. I and, hung on to his every word. And you have the chorus of Neos in the background all reacting. That was wild. And then when they like go through the different shots of them and you hear him saying multiple different things, it was like a multiverse of different yes. choices. It was like that Rick and mm-hmm. Morty episode where it breaks yeah. apart and like mm-hmm. goes from there. Like all these things that, again, are part of science fiction in general, but this just d- did it. I can't, just can't believe it did some of this stuff so early. 
and that mm-hmm. people yeah. seem to have forgotten that when this was such a big franchise too. This wasn't like indie hits that were like hidden yeah. somewhere. But on a- I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I do think that the first movie asks the the viewer to to go in with you and understand these things. Like we talked about this in, our, in the in the episode in the first movie, like. Computers were not as widely used or understood in when that movie came out, and I think that movie was, like, it's saying things about how machines work and how computers work in comparison to what people do, but um, it wasn't asking you to think the, like, I think, like, um, ideological or, or like, just the, the, the um, philosophical leap that you have to in, in order to see two and three, and I do think that, like, that just, that's just an easier sell today than it is, than it was, than it was in 2003 or 2004, Um I, I kind of want to talk about all the things that the that the the architect reveals in that scene. Yes, um, do it. Okay, so he re- he reveals that this is the third version of the Matrix. We talked about that. Um, he also reveals that Neo is the sixth, the one, and and this is this will be the sixth time that the third Matrix gets reset. Um, every single time it gets reset, they. He is. He goes to Zion to build a to build a new like machines are going to wipe out Zion. They're going to wipe out the city. Um, it it kind of helps explain why like humans are living so far underground, but they have like they have these advanced ships. They have this. They have this resistance. Like, how did they get all of this technology? Like, how do they know how to call back in? How do how are people getting out of the matrix? How did they know how to call back into the matrix? Like, sure, in the in the grand scheme of things, it could have been like a revel. Like the humans had a revolution and and they they fought their way out. But if you if if you're thinking about like a core of humans who left survived when the machines took over the whole planet, I don't think they get to flying hover ships and and shit within like two hundred years or whatever they say it is. Um, and like and so it's like, but also that the matrix. The third matrix is designed with um with tolerance for resistance. It is it is it is elastic enough that and it is crucial that there can be the one who is disruptive because that helps the cycle restart. That is the key for the cycle restarting. It's like it's like this idea of um Capitalism is so powerful that it can allow anti-capital messages to be included. Things like when you watch Andor and they're talking yep. about anti-capitalism, it's like, yes, but that's still fucking Disney and you're paying for Disney Plus to watch it. And capitalism is still making is making money on the idea of anti-capitalism because it is such a non-threat to them that they can contain it. And that's that really is what happens here um, with, with the one. Five, t- five times the one got there, chose to save humanity, and... Um, didn't have a reason to didn't have a reason not to go and and save humanity. Um I don't know if I don't know if this is clear when you're when you're watching when you watch it um the 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 difference with Neo is that the oracle convinced Neo and Trinity to fall in love. Okay. And that's what that's what actually sets up the choice and and why Neo breaks the cycle. Like None of the pre- I don't think any of the predecessors. Maybe they had romantic interests, but the, the key thing is the oracle tells the oracle tells Trinity you are going to fall in love with the one, and the oracle then sets up Neo to to fall in love with Trinity, and it is the fat and and so Neo choosing to, um, choosing Trinity over saving all of humanity because he loves her. That is the reason that the cycle gets broken. That is so fascinating. I obviously noticed that he chose Trini because of love, because that's right. the whole point of that scene. Yes. Uh-huh. And I did think about the fact that I, I at least inferred that the other times that this has happened, that people I assume yes. chose humanity, I didn't yes. know if it was a bluff, but I also, as he said, he had mm-hmm. no reason to bluff. Why would he do that mm-hmm. to him? Yes. So, uh, but I never... I guess I didn't think about the just really deep implication of like, the fact that like wh- love is why the did fact he make that, that choice? Different. Yes, yeah. and and mm-hmm. it was the movies tell us that love is a huge theme in it. I mean, they, yeah. they are not it's love all the way down. It. They yes, they literally say that, and that's you know we've talked. I, I've stated it before, but that's the anomaly, mm-hmm. and that is the difference. And mm-hmm. oh god, it's this movie is the best romantic film I've seen mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, uh, it's it, it really, really is. nails it for me in a way that I uh-huh. just think most because most of the romantic uh-huh. things 
are all about yes. eros. It's all yes. about like materially yeah. or situationally or yeah. physically what it is. It's not about mm-hmm. just the concept of mm-hmm. irrationally choosing to make choices that are against your own interest and might even be against, quote, humanity's mm-hmm. interest because you can't help yourself because yep. you are destined to always make these choices for that person, mm-hmm. you know, unless you, you know, you start to believe that that is no longer the path like Morpheus mm-hmm. did because the Oracle convinced yeah. him or you get convinced it's the only path because it is. But the Oracle yeah. only shows you what you want to see what you need to, in yourself. Yeah, what you need to yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. Yourself, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I never thought about the fact that that's what the Oracle learned. Like, yes. this is her her uh, choice on the sixth one. I know this is jumping ahead, but I just do have to briefly say, when the yeah, Oracle yeah. and the Architect had that scene together oh, at the end, yeah. oh my God, I loved it. And honestly, I was like, kiss. I'm like, there's some uh-huh. there's some tent- sexual tension between Mama yeah, and they're, Papa. they they are like yeah, I, they are like two rivals who are have that so that sexual chemistry between them, kind of like what what Neo and and, and Smith have honestly. Like there yes. there's a lot of fucking sexual tension between those two. Oh, Smith just wanted to hammer him so hard. He just made so mm-hmm. many copies, and he's like, "I'm just gonna get you, Neo." He's like the perfect <laughs> stalker. Like just yeah. will make will be so determined. He will join the real world. He will take on a flesh sack just to yeah. fuck Neo. Okay, and then so then Neo goes through the door. He saves Trinity, pulls the bullet out of her. They escape the Matrix, and then um, they get surrounded by Sentinels. And Neo puts his hand up, and the Sentinels stop. That's that, that's basically the movie. And then it's like to be continued, right? Um, it really, it really, the like that stuff. Like, like I would not, like you said, I would not throw away the scene with Neo taking the bullet out of Trinity. It's it's such a it's such an I think really beautiful and romantic scene and it also parallels the scene in the first movie where they think neo is dead and trinity tells tells him to wake up um that's like that is that is such a beautiful harmony but at the same time like i really do think like mm-hmm. the 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 bombshells that the the architect drop yeah. are really the key part of that oh yeah i know i mean that was the part mm-hmm. that i got from this film was that it was setting yes. up those things and in fact I had seen some of these parts and bits and pieces. I swore mm-hmm. the architect was just in the last film. I I didn't realize that that was the ending of the f- the, the, the first film. sequel. Yes. Yeah, the second film. Mm-hmm. And yes. so when we got to that, I'm like, oh boy, wait a minute. If yeah. This is happening now. What's the rest of this? Mm-hmm. What what are we going to be learning from here on out? Yeah, yeah, I was fascinated by it. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's Matrix Reloaded. Fucking great movie. Fucking great. 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 Um, so much so yes. that again, I had to immediately put on the next film yes. when it said to be continued. Um, when you know it was, it was. Uh, I believe it actually, I believe ends with Neo and the other human that is Smith. Both things have survived, and they're under. Uh, they're being medically cared yes. of. Oh yes, yes, one, that's right. That's yeah, right. Because the one person he's they're like everyone because they pan the over area. the table. But this yeah. one person survived, and they pan over, and they're like to be continued. Um, yes. And I was like, well, next one's happening. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't remember as much plot-wise from, from from the third movie. So let's go over your notes, and then it, there's some key moments I want to make sure we talk about. Cool. Um, so I'm going to have to confess something. I was mm-hmm. digging the third movie so much, I took so few actual notes okay, on what okay. happened in that film. Well, I, I, let's, let's talk about you digging it. Yeah. So a lot of what the third film I was just on the ride for was the fact that the reason you don't remember a lot of plot is because it is just the main assault against Zion, the ticking clock. It's a lot of fetch questing to make sure we can get, you know, what we need, the preparing, and they're Uh sending Neo into it. His plot line is him driving the ship to the machines to go do what you said to help stop Uh the Sentinels and basically get uploaded so that Agent Smith and him can have their big fight uh, yes. which then Neo, his plan yes. yes which then allows him to be sacrificed but then Neo keeps coming mm-hmm. back again because he chooses not to die because he has something to live for every single time mm-hmm. um, yes that's basically summation of, of plot A I will say sure plot yeah. B then is all of the people in Zion preparing for right. the assault mm-hmm. it happening and then yes. some of the coolest like special effects when the swarm sort of was flowing mm. and had like 
almost liquidy feel to them as it was moving through mm-hmm. and how it like try to attack and the machine guns just shooting them back. Like I got into it. Um, the yeah. CGI worked just enough for me. I don't think it was too. Mm-hmm. It was actually that. Oh yeah, that nice sweet spot where it almost wasn't trying to be mm-hmm. too realistic. Um, yeah. I wrote down big gears, big fucking gears everywhere. That mm-hmm. aesthetic was really yeah. nice. That basically that they repurposed all of these things that were so huge mm-hmm. in the machine, but to them were they were able to like tear it down for parts and rebuild it for a new purpose, much like the programming yeah. and everything like that. So mm-hmm. that really is a lot of the third one. I think we've sort of blended a lot of the plot revelation. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a couple. There's together. a couple things. There's a couple things we got to cover. Trinity gets killed yes trinity gets gets a get she gets i, I want to say she gets washed that's a reference of, to serenity and firefly that's okay, not cool it. anymore but it is but it's literally she gets washed she gets multi-washed because she has several pieces of rebar sticking yeah. out of her so uh-huh. it's very clear she's yes. not getting out of this yes yeah um you said you texted me i believe the phrase um i cried i did uh, and not ugly tears. It was tearing up. But I just was, uh-huh. I'm going to be honest, I can't remember what she said, but it was just them saying it and the fact that yes, this is it. Like, she... Uh-huh. There's no the, going back. The thing that Neo was afraid of has happened. So mm-hmm. there's no going back. He has nothing to fear anymore. And so yep. he can walk into that situation fearless. He's lost his sight, but he's gained mm-hmm. that. He's lost his love, but he has gained hope. Yes. You know, it is, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing it because Trinity told him to finish the mission and to right. do it. Because that's why she, you know, and not he's not going to let her give up her life for nothing. Mm-hmm. And he even, you know, yes. resides to the fact that it might be him that ends up losing his life too, you know, from mm-hmm. it as well. Um, yeah. Th- that... The whole sequence of that, that that their whole portion of the plot, like the getting get, getting attacked by this the the real life human Smith, um, Neo getting blinded, um, them them like that whole sequence is just them like going through all of the shit, and it's like taking so much away from them, and they still have to keep persevering one with one another, and then and then Trinity gets 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 killed. It's is just like it's such like heartbreaking because 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 the 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 series revolves around the two of them and their love and that's really the, so pivotal to it i think that that's largely why for me well, the last time i watched it the third movie didn't work as much for me is cuz i i like the, the the robots are still coming to zion sure but get back to to, to neo and trinity those are the two i, I care about and, and and i'm really interested in what so then so then neo gets to the machine city and he he talks to this like disembodied voice of the machines. They lay him on a they lay him on a cross. Um, I really think it's it's so fascinating how they were able to 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 have this story where the the machines need humans to live. And then in the second movie, it's revealed the machines don't actually need the humans because the architect says at one point there are there are levels of of existence we are willing to accept, which is like. All the humans die. They have less power, but it's okay because they they will live. But the thing that they cannot stop is Smith. Smith is the thing that will actually stop them. And so, the the machines need the humans need the humans to solve this problem. After all, like it's not and 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 Neo being able to be the one and not resetting the timeline is what's is what helps them be able to stop Smith. Yeah, it is fascinating how. One of the components is is that they talk about the relation, and it's the elder where he says, mm-hmm. "We." Oh, I alluded to it earlier, but it's the we made the machines, and the machines are part of us. And what's the difference between the two? And the mm-hmm. fact that the reasons that the humans made machines that became corrupted and was a detriment, an existential threat to them, but the mm-hmm. computers then were affected by a human. To create something that was an existential threat to them. And it was that secular nature that, again, as well, where it comes back to that thing that the Elder was talking about, which is, mm-hmm. what is a machine? What is con- it, it is control. And mm-hmm. that is why they exist. But that is why there has to be sort of that karma, mm-hmm. you know, the symbiosis, yes. the purpose of that in there, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. If we lose yes. the machines, how do we stay warm? How do we get water? 
you know, what do we do there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so then you have the confrontation where Smith and Neo fight and Smith takes over Neo's program and like Neo, Neo's body, he, he, he absorbs him much like he absorbed every other program in person in the matrix. And then he explodes from the inside because, because of course Neo has the power to, to do that. And I think that's a power that the machines didn't have, obviously. And like it, 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 and, 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 and then the machines hold up their end of the bargain. Like they, they stop the attack and the people of Zion are free to go. Mm-hmm. I found it fascinating that Agent Smith, at the end, when he realizes he's being defeated and corrupted and it's the end, he says something that a lot of narcissists say, and it's interesting that it's what was chosen to say, which is, it's not fair. Which is so interesting yes. when they talk about the fact that this is almost a game that has developed between the architect and the yes. oracle that mm-hmm. again what do you do when you become bored when you are programming and running your existence mm-hmm. for so long yeah even programs get bored so they have created yeah. their own game with its own rules its own win mm-hmm. states its own lose yeah. conditions mm-hmm. and at the end one of the players when they lose the game all they can say is it's not fair but well, they all played but, by the same ga- rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because games are games are basically rules that designate actions, and mm-hmm. Much he's like saying it's yeah. not fair. He's he's <clears throat> saying it's not fair because because he played by the rules. He should have won. Um, but but like we see that we see that all over. Like we talked earlier about, and this is in the third movie. We talked about the the two programs making Sati mm-hmm. and like. Programs to make it a baby. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Like, and so, like, there, there is definitely, like... purgatory and an afterlife is so wild yes. and isn't yes. supposed to happen. Right. And so, like, that, um, the train man and that sequence, a lot of people at the time said, like, why is this in the movie? What, who fucking cares? It's trying to show that the Matrix, the Matrix was going to change whether or not the Oracle was successful with Neo. The Matrix was already in the process of changing. There was Smith. Um, there was Smith, who largely happens because of Neo. Um, again, uh, Smith getting blown up in the getting blown up in the first movie is what causes him to get decoupled from the Matrix. Um, you've got you got the two parents with Sati. You got the Merovingian out there, and so like the system was already was already on its way to breaking down even before even before Neo. Well, and even just the assistant to uh, to mm-hmm. the Frenchman who like goes against his uh, wishes because she just doesn't like the way that she's being you know told to execute yes. as a program, um, which I don't. Yeah. Want, before I get away from it. I did have a note on that. Um, this movie really makes me want to go rewatch old Hollywood and like old horror mm-hmm. films because there were so many amazing allusions to it and they make it look so cool that I realized I'm like, I haven't watched any of these and I kind of want to go back and do that to, to get the full aesthetic. But I just loved how well that blended in and how they even built that into the story, how it's like ghosts and werewolves and aliens, all these things that they then were able to thematically bring in as a motif just as a cool stylistic thing but that mm-hmm. also was layered in the story of yeah these unexplainable things have a reason behind them but they just mm-hmm. happen so quickly that you're not meant to notice it yeah that, even yes. that just the background and the back doors god it was so good and i i don't know programming all that well and i don't think i know mm-hmm. it any better after seeing this but i appreciated all the thought and logic that was put into it as references mm-hmm. for people who understand that layering and that system yeah yeah and also don't fuck with monica bellucci is the other answer don't fuck with monica bellucci eat your cum cake bitch yeah yeah um Okay, you absolutely have to watch the fourth movie. It will happen. Um, a couple things happen. I will. A couple things. One thing I want to say, which which is they talk about in the movie, but I think is actually really interesting, is that the machines stop. They like turn around, and everyone's like, "Oh, Neo did it." Yes, Neo and Trinity. Neo doesn't come back to to Zion. Mm-hmm. Trinity doesn't come back to Zion. Mm-hmm. The ship they're on, um, the ship they're on doesn't come back to Zion. The humans make assumptions about what has happened, but there's no, there's, they do not have definitive proof, and that that that's like a minor thing in the in the fourth movie. But I, I wanted to call out to it now because I think like 
this discussion with this, I like. I want to draw attention to that so that when you watch the the fourth movie, you will. Um, I feel like that'll help you appreciate certain things that are that that happen. Um, Very cool. I you know it's got yeah. Neil Patrick Harris in it, so I'm in. Uh, I. I I mean, it certainly helps that I enjoyed these two immensely. That I don't have to have much of a mm-hmm. of a buy in or a caveat or a whatever put mm-hmm. on the fourth one. Uh, I'm yes. very excited for it, and we will do another emergency episode when that happens. I think I'm going to give myself a little bit of time. Obviously, okay. Um, I don't think it's going to necessarily happen this weekend. If it does, you'll hear it here first. Uh, yes, but this is a yeah. This is a bonus episode, so we're not picking a movie afterwards. We already have one. Mm-hmm. This is a bit out of time and place uh, when we're dropping episodes, so we won't say what that is. You just will have to listen. But yeah, I had to just jump in and say, "Hey there, this is on my brain, and I don't want to forget a damn thing about any of this." I and yeah. I went through a, a movie show in of a theatrical production of All About Eve with Gillian Anderson. I and and Lily James. <laughs> I had like that hotness to like distract me from this. And even then, I I was driving on the way back and told Alice, "I'm more excited to talk about the Matrix films than I am watching that." Well, it's because it's because the Matrix films are also are also queer cinema canon. They like. Yes, it is absolutely true. Trinity and the Trinity and the relationship, it's gay all the way down. It's just gay all the way down. Well, as we always say here on Not a Hate Watch, what do you think I am, human? God damn it! That's what I was just about to pull my quote sheet to say. <laughs> Beautifully said. What do you think I am, human? 